Live from Daytona Beach, Florida, this is Talking Motorcycles with Barry Boone. Talking Motorcycles, the radio show that covers the world of motorcycles and motorcycle racing. We're here to entertain you, inform you of new products, and enhance your love of motorcycling. Road race, flat track, touring, scooters, vintage, you name it, we discuss it right here on Talking Motorcycles. And now, here's your host, pro race announcer and third-generation motorcycle rider, Barry Boone. Well, can you believe it? Talking Motorcycles with Barry Boone has become a weekly show at WNDB, and we welcome you all to our show. First one, officially, though we've had, how many, Dr. Phil? Seven, maybe eight. Dr. Phil, the producer of the show, really thankful to have him on board. He's really great behind the board, and he's a really good man, and we he brings me coffee on a really rare occasion once he did, I think. Um, but we are officially on, 7 to 8 p.m. every Wednesday night, and we welcome all of you to the program. It's really kind of a funny position that I'm in because there's about a hundred thousand of you that have been uh, listening to the show on the internet or across the United States of America and around the world. And we have all those numbers. We know how many in Spain and Italy and France and Germany. And it's just really cool. I feel like you folks who listen on a regular basis and who tune into the show, you know me and you know a lot about my life and motorcycling and what I do and what I've done. And Yet, I'm now on the air at WNDB at uh, FM 93.5 AM 1150. Some people now, I know for sure, are uh, listening at NewsDaytonaBeach.com on their laptops or on their smart devices. And those people who are here in the Volusia County region, they don't know much about me. So do I bore those of you who've listened you know, to the show forever and tell you about myself or... Uh, do I bore you or do I leave out the people that have just joined us? I don't know. And maybe it doesn't matter because this show is not about me. This show has since day one, which was about three and a half years ago and 150 shows ago. Uh, it has been around the people that power the motorcycle sport, the industry. Uh, what do we do on the show? Well, we were just talking before we went on air. Really what we do is we shine the spotlight on the people who power the industry from road race, uh, Moto America, sometimes Moto GP, uh, American Flat Track, uh, vintage motorcycle racing, vintage motorcycle riders, uh, touring, high mileage people, adventure touring. We like to bring, bring to light the th- amazing things people do on their motorcycles and have done over time. And we also have an AMA Motorcycle Hall of Fame series, so we talk to a lot of great people within the industry and and we are able to do this partly because of the people that have been with us since day one in the form of our sponsorship so with that i want to say a very warm and special thank you to a couple of local businesses that have come on board one of those is sweet marley's coffee shop it's coffee and bakery really uh tammy uses a lot of old family recipes and some of her own and and they they hand bake their stuff every day uh, their bagels are delicious, and I don't, I'm not going to go into many details now, but great place. Uh, great coffee, great atmosphere, great environment, great place to stop if you're in Daytona in the middle of the afternoon and you want to have coffee with friends. That's what I do there. Um, and I want to say thank you to Bruce Rossmeyer's Harley-Davidson. Uh, both the Daytona stores, uh, that would be the Main Street location, as well as the main store here in Daytona out at uh, I-95 and US-1. Uh, they're going to sponsor our show. They are uh, on board with us for the foreseeable future. Cool thing is about Ross Myers and, um, and um, 
Sweet Marlays is they're, they like all of our sponsors or people I did business with way before they did business with me. So it's kind of really cool to be able to talk first person about great companies, about Ross Myers. Um, they're open every day, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 6, out in Daytona at the big store, 10 to 5 on Sunday. Service is open an hour earlier, so if you're in town, you have service needs, uh, go chat with them. They're very, very good. Father's Day coming up, June 1st through the 18th, $10 gift card with every $100 you spend shopping for dad. Not a bad uh, deal. And, of course, what uh, I don't know many dads that wouldn't walk in Ross Myers and go, hey, I'll take this, that, and this, and that, and just buy dad a new Harley. That's the best thing we can do right now. Uh, and I will tell you, they are currently buying motorcycles. They're looking for perhaps what you have in your, um, driveway, garage, wherever living room. I got one in the house to you. Um, anyway, they're buying bikes and they're looking for the right kind. So maybe yours qualifies. Maybe it's one they want to buy. So give them a call or step out there and, uh, chat with them about it and just make a deal. They're good people. I've done business with them for a number of years. Our guests on the show tonight are really excited about that. Um, two, two guests, one in studio, and one will be calling us uh, at the bottom of the hour. Our in-studio guest is Letitia Klein. And some of you will go, oh, yeah, I know her. Uh, others may go, who's that? And the, it's the who's that we uh, intend to address. And those of you that think you know uh, Letitia might learn a whole lot of things because in the first 10 minutes we chatted, I learned some things and I thought I knew a lot about her. But we're going to talk to a real writer in Letitia Klein who has uh, impacted the sport, I think, in a number of ways and has really the attention of, of all of us because she's living the dream, she would say, I would think, uh, riding her motorcycle all over this country. And we're going to talk about a couple of rides, one she did last year, one she's got coming up, and a whole lot more. At the bottom of the hour, we're going to be called in to the show by Hayden Gillum, great young man, um, happens to be first cousin of uh, Nikki Hayden, who uh, passed on the 22nd of May. We'll talk about Nikki in a minute. Um, Hayden is a very accomplished uh, Moto America road racer, doing a great job. Got him a first podium of the year uh, this past weekend. And he won the Springfield TT, which was, it was a dominating performance. And that was uh, over the Memorial Day weekend. I can't wait to talk to him about that. I know it was a thrill for him. Uh, Nikki had won that race. In fact, Nikki, Tommy, and Raj, the only brothers in history to win um, uh, first, second, and third in a national and they stood on the box uh, back in, I think, 02. And now he's done it, too, and he's really a great young man. I can't wait for you to meet Hayden Gillum. He wears uh, number 69, always has, and a good kid who's been riding since he was born. And I've, I've known him pretty much all that time and really excited. I don't even know where he's calling from. Maybe California. He spends a lot of time out there. Maybe up in my old hometown of Owensboro, Kentucky. Uh, not sure where, he, where he's located. He has a neat thing, Suzuki is uh, backing him with motorcycles and tech and cycle world magazines providing him a new nissan van and he is his deal is a man with the van and a plan and it's so old school he and the motorcycles pretty much by themselves are traveling to every moto america road race getting a lot of windshield time he does have a crew that meets him on race day his flat track show is all him and when he showed up at Springfield, he was one guy in a van, no semi-truck there, no crew there either. He backs his bike out himself, tunes it himself, gets it set up, and he went out there and just absolutely cleaned everyone's clock at the Springfield TT. 
kind of his thing, though, is TT. It's a little bit unfair. He's so good at it. So he'll be joining us, too, uh, coming up shortly. But right now, what we need to do is get set to go to break. And as I do that, first of all, thank you, folks. Thank you for listening and supporting the show. Really appreciate it. This portion of the show brought to you by the Harley Day, who've been with us since day one. We'll be right back with Letitia Klein in just a moment. Your ride is more than just miles. It's a mission to squeeze more freedom out of every click of the odometer. Introducing the 2017 Touring Bikes from Harley-Davidson. The powerful all-new Milwaukee 8 engine delivers 10% more torque for quicker acceleration. Paired with a new suspension that gives you more comfort and control on every ride. What does uncompromised freedom feel like? Why don't you find out for yourself? Discover more at h-d.com and live your legend. Compared with original equipment, 2016 Touring Models. This is Barry Boone, host of Talking Motorcycles with Barry Boone Radio Show. When friends visit from out of town, we always recommend Racing's North Turn on the beach side. At Racing's North Turn, the history of racing on the world's most famous beach comes to life. Live music, fabulous menu choices, oceanfront dining and service you can only receive in a family-owned business managed by people who care about you. Racing's North Turn. It's the place to go at the end of a perfect beach day or motorcycle ride. Voted Florida's best beach bar six years in a row and winner of TripAdvisor's Certificate of Excellence. When you are looking for that perfect lunch or dinner with family and friends while in Daytona Beach, take a short ride down A1A to Ponce Inlet to enjoy dinner and a drink where it all began. Racing's North Turn Beach Bar and Grill. When an automobile driver hits a motorcyclist, what is the first thing the driver says? I didn't see them. That's right after they have suddenly turned left into your path. When we crash our motorcycle, what is the first thing we say? I didn't see it in time. Could have been a deer, a decreasing radius corner, sand, or debris in your lane. The simple fact is most motorcycle accidents are preventable. And that is why I bury Boone of Talking Motorcycles recommends clear water lights. The ability to see and be seen on our motorcycle is exactly how we prevent avoidable motorcycle accidents. When you call Clearwater Lights, you will speak to a real live person who specializes in you and quality products. Clearly, there's a brighter idea. Check them out at clearwaterlights.com. Welcome back to the show. Riders Call Home. Talking Motorcycles is on WNDB, and I might go ahead now and just say thank you to Station Management. We're really excited to bring our national show to WNDB. We're really, really excited to be able to talk to you motorcyclists. Why? Because we are motorcyclists. Um, One quick uh, fact about myself, I'm pretty much a Harley guy, though I have a garage about six or seven bikes, not all Harleys, but got about 250,000 on Harleys, about a million miles uh, lifetime, a little over. Uh, been on the ground a couple of times. It's one of the reasons why we focus a little bit on safety around here because in the last year or so, we've lost some really good people. 
uh, and we don't want to lose you or anyone else. This is one of the reasons why I'm so excited about Clearwater Lights coming on board about a year ago. We've sold a bazillion pairs of these lights through this program. We're going to try to sell you one, too. I'll tell you tonight about the Darla. It's tiny. It's a little small. Remember the old school moto lights that used to be the, all the rage? Well, this is like modern era. This is the, called a Darla. You can look it up at clearwaterlights.com. 24 watts of consumption is all that it's going to use out of your uh, available electric power on your motorcycle on high, which you will seldom have them on high. They're fully dimmable. They put out 2,000 lumens each. And to be quite honest with you, what happens is you'll, you'll be riding down the road at 45 or 65. You'll see a car pull up at a, a cross street. They'll be ready to go, and suddenly the front of the car dips back down because they see you. And that's the point, not only to see clearly at night as a rider, but to be seen. And that is why I'm such a fan of Clearwater Lights. They are life-saving technology for a motorcyclist. They now have a 950-lumen light for your bicycle, too, for those of you that train and ride on bicycles. We can't wait anymore. We're really too excited. we got to bring in uh, our guest on the show uh, tonight in studio with us, uh, making the trip over from her home in or near Orlando, Florida. Letitia Klein, welcome back to the show. It's great to be back here. Thanks for having me on. Well, I, I can't be more excited because um, to me, you're representing a, a whole thing. Um, you've brought an element to motorcycling, I think, that is very, very important. Uh, you make a mark on the female riders out there. I know you have to have a lot of young riders that look up to you. Not that you're not young yourself, you are. <laughs> but I'm talking young riders and experience, new riders, regardless of their physical age. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, they look to someone like you and go, wow, she's a rider. I hope so. I mean, or else this is all meaningless. You know, I, uh, I just kind of, you know, I, I, the reason why I promote motorcycling and, and, and my stories and things I do is hopefully to inspire others to do something, whether it be with motorcycling or not, to do something that they didn't think that they would be able to do. And isn't that part of the joy of life? I mean, first of all, can you imagine how much your life would be diminished if you'd never ridden across country on a motorcycle yeah I and mean, it's just it's there's something about it that's magical you're right and like we were talking uh before the show you know it's just never enough once you do something you're like oh i could do more and then you do that and you're like i could do more and then you start thinking where can i apply this to other areas in my life you know last year i did this really long trip and during part of it during half of it I just decided to get an iron butt to ride a thousand miles after I'd already ridden thousands and beat myself up. And, and during that thousand mile in 24 hours, I hiked two miles, Catterskill Falls. Like I call it an Ironman iron butt challenge. And, uh, iron I was, woman. Yes. And once I did that, I was like, well, what else can I do? Like, I, oh, I did that. Let me do some more. And, you know, I just think that it, it's inspiring and empowering and it gives you confidence in so many other ways. I couldn't imagine my life without it. How many miles was that trip? 30,000 in four months. Four months. I left in a hurricane. No, I left in a tropical storm and I came back in a hurricane. Matthew. <laughs> yes. Crazy, crazy weather too. Yeah. I, I once rode in a hurricane in Indianapolis, Indiana, coming out of the MotoGP. We had a huge hurricane came up and went up through Alabama and came through Indianapolis, believe it or not. Wow. And knocked all the power out in the whole Midwest. You couldn't hardly find fuel anywhere. It was the wackiest deal ever, a hurricane in Indianapolis. Yeah. 35,000 miles in four months is a good bit of riding. Yeah. Did, were you off the bike much during that time? 
Yeah, not much. I mean, I just, I did, you know, I got to ride through some areas like uh, the Adirondacks and and Catskills that I'd never been to before. And then uh, one day I woke up and I was trying to figure out what I was doing for Sturges. I was in Kentucky visiting my mom and no one was giving me an answer. So I just, I literally had my mom in a nightgown out there holding my bike upright so I could change the fluids. Hopped on my bike, rode 2,200 miles in two and a half days to California, showed up at doorsteps so that we could plan Sturges. And get it going. Yeah. I love it. That take charge attitude, though, is kind of what it takes. What uh, what is the what do you do in the middle of the afternoon? Random question here yeah. of the show. Three o'clock in the afternoon, it's really hot. You get sleepy, like a lot of times we do. Do you ever get sleepy in the middle of the afternoon on a hot day when you're riding long distance? Uh, I do, and I probably sound like a crazy person, but I mean, you when you're on the road for a long time, like you know, I listen to music. I have a Cena, Cena, and I listen to music. I talk to myself, <laughs> or I like sing really loud, or I'll pull over. And if it's really hot, I take, I do the whole old school thing. I get a bag of ice, poke some holes in it, put it on my bars, and ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just so hot. Or find a beer cooler somewhere to like go into really mm-hmm. fast. Mm-hmm. Drink a lot of water. And never thought about the beer cooler. Slap thing. my sl- slap my helmet right. a little bit. <laughs> Do you wet your shirt, your shirt yeah. down and under your jacket and stuff to let the evaporative cooling come? And in? then I do this thing. I well, I don't have a sportster anymore, but last year I did all that on a sportster, and so I call it sportster yoga. And you know, you're just tired, and your legs hurt, and you're, I'm moving around. I put a bunch of different pegs in different places on my bike so I could like stretch out and. So for those people who say, "Ah, oh, sportster, it's not really a motorcycle," <laughs> you rode it thirty-five thousand miles in four months. Uh, which yeah. model was that? It was just an 883. Well, I kinda, <laughs> I do not own a Sportster, but I have always loved Sportsters. I love the sound. I think it sounds more like a, a shovelhead than any current Harley. Yeah. And I love the sound of a shovelhead. Who doesn't love right. the sound of a shovelhead? And I've just always loved the, the lightweight, cool way that they handled and worked and the sound and feel. Just, yeah. They're hot rods. I they're love little it. hot rods. Even 883 is kind of a hot rod, you it know, is. a bike. But I like them. Now, what... Um, Wow, what time is it? We've got time to talk about a few more things. I want to talk about that trip anymore. From that trip, can you relate to us um, maybe the coolest motorcycling moment of that trip? Something that was just stands out in your mind as like a wow thing? I think, you know, I think there's so many things. I left uh, I left on that trip, um, and then the, day, the next day was the day that my father passed away. I did 700 miles that day. Uh, and then that when I came back, it was his birthday. So that would be a year ago today. Yeah. yeah tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. But I mean, you yeah, left, that a year today, ago I left today. a year ago today. Oh, that's right. I did leave a year ago today. <laughs> wow. I didn't even think about that. You're yeah. right. I wow. left a year ago today. And, uh, so it was his birthday. And then when I came back, it was his, the, uh, or his, it was the anniversary of his death. And when I came back, it was his birthday. So those days were both very important to me. I love the fact that I got to spend them on the bike. And then uh, another really pivotal point on that trip. You know, I got to go up the tallest mountain in the in the eastern part of the U.S., home of the world's worst weather, Mount Washington. It's 22% grade up and down, eight miles up, 230-mile-an-hour winds. Crazy, but it was a beautiful day that day. It was and then I got to do another mountain on that journey by myself. I did all of it alone except for the first 1,500 miles. And then, um, and then, you know, one time when I was riding out to California and it was that long stretch, it was so hot in Arizona and I really felt like I couldn't make it anymore. I just was exhausted at this point and been riding 1,000 miles a day and, uh, 
a cloud came out of nowhere. It was right at the petrified forest and it felt, and it was the most beautiful sunset I'd ever seen. And then I pulled into Holbrook, Arizona, a town in the early 1900s. It was deemed too tough for women in churches. So of course I had to stay and uh, I just loved it. I don't know. I just felt like, okay, I'd accomplished something. I'd made it through. I'm almost to California and things aren't so bad. Well, I mean, motorcycling is life and, and it's all a metaphor for life. And I think whenever life gets really, really bumpy, the only thing you can really do is just keep twisting the grip and just keep pressing on. Yeah. Having ridden a good bit out West and I'm a guy that loves it, but it's something about 105 degree. They, they can call it dry heat all they want to, but 105, 105 and you're going to be hot and it's yeah. tough. I mean, it's in those moments, you, don't you just, when they're over, you just take a minute and pour yourself your favorite drink or whatever you like and go, yes, I did this. Yeah, there's nothing better. I mean, bourbon tastes so much sweeter after mm-hmm. a thousand mile day. Well, we for Kentuckians sure. like our bourbon pretty yeah. good, don't we? Yeah. Um, Letitia is from Kentucky, as am I, from Owensboro, Kentucky. She, you were from a few miles away, though, like Paducah or Cave City, yeah, Mammoth Cave. City. Cave. That's right, Mammoth Cave. Uh, I had a, my, my, uh, I was a, I'm a recovering Catholic, and uh, the, the priest at my uh, church got stuck in Fat Man's Misery in Mammoth Cave, and it took the whole, uh, it took all of us altar boys to get him bumped through it. No way. Way. You know, the, we got tell- buckets of water and had to slick him down and bump him through it. <laughs> We, they tell people that no one's ever been stuck there before, but I know that's impossible. That ain't right. That's, that's a pretty tight squeeze. Just tell them to call me. <laughs> I know for sure that happened. But, yeah, that's pretty country to ride, too. I was just through your town, actually, a uh, day before, you, no, a couple of days ago, and it was it was great. I loved yeah. it. It was just, it's beautiful country, being yeah. Kentucky. And, I mean, we live in here in Florida. I mean, I laughingly joked at the guys at Tale of the Dragon, you know, that he's, where are you from? So, well, I'm, I'm from Kentucky, but I lived in Daytona for about eight or nine years. And I said, it's... Um, 11 turns in 311 miles in Daytona. You know, it's kind of flat, but we've found a lot of great riding over in central part of the state and around Ocala and horse farms and stuff. It's a lot prettier than people think. Yeah. Which is kind of brings me to another topic on the show that we're, um, that I kind of struggled with a little bit today. Like we're a national show and yet we're in a, we're in a huge market for motorcycling. You may not know this, but uh, a few years ago, one of the European top European manufacturers of motorcycles came out and said that Volusia County has the highest uh, motorcycle ownership per capita of any county in America. Folks, did you know that? We are a motorcycle yeah. central. And as I ride through, you know, the neighborhoods and going home and out riding around, you, every garage has got a motorcycle in it. It's crazy. So I figured this is a no-brainer, bringing Talking Motorcycles to Volusia County, right? Right. But, I mean, it's it's so cool to live in a place where there are so many interests. So the, the challenge for me is going to be I want to highlight all the great people in Volusia County and surrounding areas like yourself. People that are making an impact nationally, yet we still have a national show. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be really fun to weave the co- community of Volusia County and Central Florida and Northeast Florida and all around into our national program. And it's kind of cool that you're our very first guest on the official weekly show here. Thanks for being here. It's so awesome. Well, thanks for, you know, let me be a part of it. And I think that's cool, too. You know, we think of these uh, other places like California being a motorcycle hub and whatnot, but really... I've always said that Florida is, you know, we can ride all year round. Yes. I mean, we have, you know, coastal rides. We have country rides. You go northern Florida. You can go down to the Keys, which is amazing. Um, you know, I, we, you know, like what you said. I mean, I think that everyone has a motorcycle in their garage here in Florida. They do. And and we're, you and I are just talking street riding. I mean, yeah. there's dual sport guys that do those trans Florida rides and motocross. And it just goes on and on and on. And, and I love it. You know, there's. 
because there are so many motorcycles, then that also means there are a lot of resources, if you will, mm -hmm. and people you can go to. Like, there's so many cool clubs here. The Panhead, um, the Panhead Committee meets every Friday <laughs> night. And these old guys are so neat. I mean, they're just, I've been out there a couple times, and they just eat, sleep, and breathe Panhead Harleys. And then there's another group over here that specializes in Royal Enfields. And yeah. there's somebody over here that's, and it's just all here. It's crazy. Yeah. And now we have Ace Cafe that opened up in, yes, we do. you know, Orlando. Yes, we do. Our guest is Letitia Klein, and um, she's been on the show. You were on, I think, during Bike Week a um, year ago? Two years ago. Two years ago. Was it two years ago? Maybe. Year well, and a half, two yeah. years, whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, you were here with Tom Seymour of Saddleman Seeds. Yes, I was. You uh, hooked me up with Bell Helmets, by the way. Thank you. They've come on board <laughs> with the show big time, and we've, uh, we're have we all wearing bells again. Yes. We all have always worn bells anyway, yeah. so it's perfect, but... Anyway, I, that's all good. I have, uh, but I got to go to break. And I have a caller going to be calling in, Hayden Gillum. Okay. But Letitia, I want to finish with some more stuff with you. I want to talk to you about your year ahead. I want to talk to you about your race team. Yeah. Yes, she has a race team and so much more. Um, so it's cool. All right. All right. Letitia Klein, she will be uh, here with us. Um, when we come back, uh, though, we're going to be joined by a young man who I think you're going to you know, really be entertained by. He's an awesome guy who rides a motorcycle so well. He uh, was a factor in the Red Bull Rookies Cup as a very young man. He's got a flat track background. He's an awesome road racer, very active today. A man with a van and a plan, Hayden Gillum, is going to be joining us uh, when we come back. This portion of the show has been brought to you by Clearwater Lights. Real quick on that, the Erica is what I want you to go look at. 6,000 lumen of uh, light and draws very little current. Check out the Erica at clearwaterlights.com. We'll be right back. This isn't the sound of an engine. It's the sound of a moment, an experience, of your heart beating stronger than ever. It's the sound of discovering more. This is the sound of the 2017 Harley-Davidson Touring Bikes taking you on an unforgettable journey, powered by the all-new Milwaukee 8 engine and equipped with a new suspension that gives you more confidence, comfort, and control so you feel the difference. Discover more at h-d.com and live your legend. Compared with original equipment, 2016 Touring Models. Hi, Dave Lang for Racing's Original North Turn, and boy, did we have a ball during Bike Week. Uh, but you know, it's time for the locals to reclaim our town, reclaim our beach, and Racing's North Turn is the perfect stop if you're looking for a good drink, great entertainment, and the best in food. They're right on the beach at Racing's Original North Turn. Rhonda and Walt invite you to come on down to dinner tonight. Here are a couple of testimonials. These are actual testimonials from people who have enjoyed the North Turn. Been there many times, always great food and drinks, great location on the beach. And another, what a great experience. It's my new favorite restaurant in the Daytona Beach area. Racing's Original North Turn has been named Top 10 Beach Bar for six years in a row. Racing's Original North Turn on South Atlantic Avenue, that's A1A in Ponce Inlet, about 3.2 miles south of the Dunlawton Bridge and A1A intersection. It's Racing's Original North Turn, a restaurant, museum, bar, gift shop, live music. That's Racing's North Turn. <music> Welcome back to the show. Again, that Riders Call Home 
Thank you for listening and tuning in to FM 93.5 AM 1150 WNDB. Uh, For those who are going to be listening uh, through your smartphone from the app, or maybe perhaps you subscribe to the show on iTunes, uh, you pick it up from our Facebook, Barry Boone, or Facebook Talking Motorcycles with Barry Boone. However you found us, whenever you're listening to us, thank you for that, uh, because you are the ones that power this show. You're the reason we do it, and the only reason we do it. It's just fun for us. This portion of the show is brought to you by Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, the only tire you can buy for your motorcycle that is made in America. And I want to tell you that the new Dunlop American Elite is out and it is the only aftermarket tire line for Harley Davidson motorcycles that's designed, tested, manufactured in the U.S. for domestic and and some foreign materials. I recently uh, acquired uh, a 1995 uh, FLHTCU carbureted Evo powered ultra classic i've been looking for one for two years found a one owner 14,000 mile bike it was a california model had a great set of michelin commander twos on it they were brand new and i took those off after about a thousand miles and put the brand new uh, dunlop american elites on it and it truly transformed the turn in of the bike and the handling of the bike and it it's it's the tire for heavy touring motorcycles from bmw k uh, through whatever you ride the american elite if you're a touring rider it will give you Enhanced tire mileage thanks to their patented and well-known, well-respected MT, multi-tread technology on the rear tire with a real long-wearing compound in the center of the tire and a softer compound on the shoulders to give you better lateral grip. Uh, The American Elite is the premier aftermarket choice for heavy touring riders. Highly recommend them. Think you'll love them. You can read more about them at Dunlop Motorcycle Tires and you're smart people and you're a young audience and you're really techie and you can Google it all up. But check it out when you have time and you're exploring tires for your your, uh, motorcycle. Dunlop American Elite is my recommendation for heavy touring and I've tried them all. Time to bring to the show now a young man who I have known for most of his life and half of mine, and who right now I couldn't have more respect for what he is doing. The man with a van and a plan, Hayden Gillum, joins us here on Talking Motorcycles. Welcome back, Hayden. Hey, Barry. How are you? Brother, I'm good. Where are you? I'm at home. I I was able to make a trip home uh, after Road America up in Wisconsin and uh, enjoying enjoying Kentucky right now. Man, it's beautiful. Uh, Letitia Klein is here, and we were talking about uh, Kentucky a minute ago, how pretty it is. And I've I've actually ridden motorcycles on your uh, track there at home. It's a cool place. First of all, I I just I can't begin the interview with you and talk about all the exciting things you have going on without uh, expressing our sympathy to you uh, with the loss of Nikki. I know you've known him since you know your whole life and love the guy, and as we all did. And I'm really sorry for your loss. I am. Hey, thanks a lot, Barry. Um, great weekend at Springfield and uh, speaking of Nikki, you know, it's a place where Nikki, Tommy and Raj podiumed one, two, and three. Uh, the only time in the history of American flat track that in ever, ever that three brothers were on the box at a national and you went right out there and, and I watched every lap and it was, it was vintage and absolutely quintessential Hayden Gillum. Hayden, you look like you had control from setting fast time to winning both races, and that main you just looked great. How fun was it to win the TT at Springfield? It it was it was awesome. It was uh, it was truly amazing. You know, I've, you know that I've wanted to win there as a national since I was a little kid. You know, seeing Roger and them, Roger and Nikki and Tommy all stand on the podium together. You know, it's it's the place that. Uh, that I, w- I wanted the most, you know, right behind or right there alongside Peoria. And, uh, you know, to, to be able to get the win this year and, you know, be able to do it 
like I did. It was, it was, uh, I don't know. It was, it's hard to explain. I've never, I'm riding right now the best I ever have on a dirt track bike. And, and it, it definitely showed, uh, showed out there that weekend. Well, it did because, you know, there are some really, really fast riders in AFT singles. I mean, let's be honest. It's, it's probably one of the most competitive singles fields in modern history. And, um, there was nobody had anything for you. What was your margin of victory? I know it was pretty big. Uh, I think it was right around two seconds. Uh, I was actually a little upset because I wanted I wanted to try and do faster times and see what I could do compared to to like Mies and Wilds and and Bauman and and those guys. But uh, my front brake lever actually was loose. It came loose on the warm up lap of the of the race. And uh, I was having to hold it up with my thumb going down the straightaways, and then kind of catch it with my uh, with my two uh, fingers to break into the corners. And so it was throwing me off a little bit. But uh, you know, somehow I was able to bring it home with the win. Uh, I kind of pushed everybody wide in turn one and got a little bit of a gap on the first lap, and then just tried to manage it from there. Well, for those of you that may or may not be familiar with what a TT motorcycle race is, it's uh, the name of it really is tour- Tourist Trophy, but I think of it as road racing on dirt, has to have left and right-hand corners and a jump. And to me, that's the area of dirt track where you've always been the most comfortable and always shine. And um, to see you doing that was a thrill for me. I was watching on um, fanschoice.tv, uh, getting set to do the mile the next day for American Flat Track, and I watched every lap, man. It was just awesome, big crowd. And then you came back this weekend uh, at Moto America and got yourself a podium. Talk to us about your race. Yeah, uh, this weekend at Road America, I, don't, it was, I, I struggled uh, personally. Um, it, just, it was almost like my head wasn't really in it. Um, and I just didn't have a real connection with the with the motorcycle this weekend, so it was it was a real real struggle. And I honestly I've never felt as bad on a motorcycle as I did this weekend. So um, it was just frustrating for me. I actually went out Friday night and raced at the Dairyland Classic and uh, got second in the main there and won the Dasher Cash. And I figured after you know a rough day of practice on the road race bike that that would fix it. And then Saturday's race was a tough one. It was. I don't know. It was it was really bad, and then uh, somehow, some way, I was able to get it on the podium on Sunday. And you know, my whole team has worked really, really hard this year uh, to get us there. And you know, we're finally on the 2017 uh, GSXR 1000, and that thing is just a monster. So uh, you know, we've, we've we've got a lot of work to do on the bike to get it. Uh, you know, well, honestly, we don't have that much to do on it, but. You know, we've got a few things, just suspension and, and electronics that we're trying to figure out on it right now. You've been spending uh, a lot of time getting a lot of windshield time in the in the van, and uh, all of us are following. And I, I recommend anybody that uh, if you're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, find Hayden Gillum and, and follow him because it's kind of a neat deal. It, you know, it takes me back to like Mert Lawwell and the, the guys from yesteryear a man and his motorcycle out there traveling around in a van, you know, going and doing, but, but you're doing road race and flat track. And that too is very old school. Like back in the origins of grand national racing, when you had to do both, um, second year for that, obviously you like that program well enough to come back. Uh, tell us a little bit about what it's like out there on the road in the van. How much time are you by yourself and how, how much time do you have somebody with you? Um, honestly, so far this year, I've been by myself the entire time driving. Wow. Um, and last year I had uh, 
had John Heinen with me for most of the season, and he's now moved on to a uh, factory Yoshimura working for Tony Elias. So, you know, he's he's up in a better place now. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of fun together last year, but, you know, this year kind of being by myself, I've, I've, uh, I've figured a lot of things out by myself. I've, you know, done some soul searching and, uh, I've been taking a lot more me time this year to kind of stop and see things along the way, do some bicycle rides, go to, uh, I actually went to six flags on Monday after road America up in Chicago. Uh, so I've just, it's it's been a lot of fun. I've been really enjoying it. Kind of uh, trying to relax, not trying to put in nineteen twenty hour days in the van because uh, that you know it wears you down a little bit. So this year I've been trying to trying to relax a little bit more, not drive as much in uh, at one time. But you know, so far I'm loving it. It's it's just it's nice being on my own schedule and getting to see this great country. You know from from the windshield of the van. I mean, it's kind of cool. And I guess all that alone time does give you a lot of time to think about your life, your career, your family, you know, what you're and making future plans and all that. But personally, I think you're in a really good spot, you know, moving up to the thousand great move, uh, getting now getting a podium. Uh, there is such a thing as momentum in racing. And I think, you know, once you get a little momentum going and you taste that podium, you're going to want to get back up there pretty quick. And now you guys are heading out to Utah, June uh, 23rd, 4th and 5th. Uh, I personally love that place, except I don't know, as a rider, it's the wind blows the sand uh, around on the racetrack a little bit, probably gets a little crazy, but how do you like Utah uh, Motorsports Campus and what do you think your odds are of getting a podium or a win out there? Um, Utah, it's it's always been one of my favorite tracks. I've always done really, really well there. Um, and, you know, I think we found uh, we found out a few things with the bike this last weekend that we think, uh, you know, after changing for Utah, we uh, will make a make a really big step and, and be more competitive and, you know, hopefully be battling for wins. Uh, and I think with the new 2017 Suzuki, we, we definitely have enough horsepower to run with those guys on that long straightaway out there. And, you know, it's a, it's a fast flowing track and those are, those are my kind of tracks. So it should be, it should be a really good weekend and I'm really, really looking forward to it. Well, you know, Roger and, and Tony Elias on the, the uh, Superbike GSXR 1000s, I think they came right out of the box proving that it's the real deal and it's a great motorcycle and uh, you're in super stock, right? 1000. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously it's a good base package to work with and you're starting to, you know, show the kind of results that we all knew that you were going to, you were capable of. What is your plans with American flat track? Do you have any other dates this year? Are you going to make, be able to make Peoria? What's your schedule look like? Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make Peoria where you are. We are racing up in uh, Sonoma in uh, California that same weekend. So I'm not going to be able to make that race and not going to be able to defend it uh, from last year. But um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out if I can make maybe the Buffalo Chip TT. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, there's a possibility of a couple other races. I'm, I haven't quite figured out sh- what what I'm really wanting to do yet. And uh, right now, trying to go to some of the bigger tracks is tough for me because, um, you know, it's it's tough to, to, to get an engine built and, and, uh, you know, run with those guys. Cause I mean, obviously there's so many fast, fast men and women, uh, in the class. So I think right now for sure, we're going to try and do Buffalo chip. Um, and then just going to try and do a couple other local events, uh, you know, maybe some races just along the way. 
really been enjoying following you on social media. Tell people how they can uh, track Hayden Gillum out there and ride along with you, so to speak. Uh, yeah, you know, the man in a van with a plan is all posted all across cycleworld.com. Uh, if you go go to their website, you can go up to the tab in the left and then just scroll down and there's a man in a van with a plan uh, tab that you can click on. You can see all the videos, all the race reports. And then uh, if you just go follow my personal accounts and then also follow Cycle World on Facebook and Instagram and, and Twitter and everything, you can, you can kind of you know, track me as I'm going. Well, I know it gets a little crazy out there on the road by yourself like that, but uh, we're all riding along with you, Hayden, and wishing you all the best uh, for the balance of the year. Really proud of your win at Springfield. Congratulations once again on that, and great podium uh, this past weekend at Moto America. And going forward, i got a feeling we're going to see more of that kind of stuff happening out of you. Stay in touch with us. We need you back on the show pretty often. Got to keep up with the man with the van and the plan. Oh, yeah. Thanks a lot, Barry. All right, Hayden. You know, anytime, anytime I can be on here, just let me know. Love it. Missed you last time. Glad you could make it this time, Hayden. Drive safe, ride safe, and enjoy a little bit of downtime now at home. Hey, thanks a lot. All right, that's Hayden Gillum, everyone. You can keep up with him. He just told you how, and you'll be glad you did. He's really an interesting guy. And for those of you that may not follow Moto America Road Racing or American Flat Track, maybe you should think about it. Um, they, uh, they're both really cool series. They're both really, really fun. We'll talk about uh, with riders and folks from both of those series throughout the year off and on during the racing season. And then who knows where we go uh, in between because we cover a variety of topics on this program. This portion of the show has been brought to you by Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, the only tire you can buy for your motorcycle made in America. I'm Barry Boone. I'm your host here on FM 93.5 AM 1150 WNDB. More with Letitia Klein when we return. Don't go away. Dunlop is the largest supplier of original equipment and replacement motorcycle tires in the U.S. and the only motorcycle tires made in America. With operations headquartered in Buffalo, New York, Dunlop has been making and selling high-quality tires in the U.S. since 1923. With an unparalleled championship record, Dunlop race tire technology transfers directly to the street. Dunlop, the only tire for your motorcycle made in America. When you're out on a ride and you decide, hey, let's go get a cup of coffee, the place to go is Sweet Marley's Coffee and Bakery at 214 South Beach Street in beautiful downtown Daytona. Owned and operated by local motorcyclists, all baked goods are made fresh daily, in-house, many from old family recipes. Hand-rolled, boiled, then baked bagels, made-from-scratch English muffins, fresh-roasted organic coffees and teas. What more can you ask for? Sweet Marley's Coffee and Bakery when it's time for a cup. Man, I just love that music. That was written and recorded by uh, some a good friend of mine. So there you go. It's great to have you back with us here. Can you believe this? Talking motorcycles with Barry Boone. We've been in business a long time, and now we are on WNDB. And I'm very proud of that fact. You may or may not know this, but. This studio we are in was the birthplace of MRN Radio, uh, Motor Racing Network, so many years ago when Big Bill France said, I've only got one sh- one race on TV, and i got to get people to hear my races if they can't see them. And MRN was born right here in Daytona, right here in the studio, 
and of course the great Mark Bernier, who's been on the air about 125 years and still killing it uh, every day uh, in the afternoon. And it's just they have a great bunch of hosts, a great lineup, and it's uh, good people. And I thank them for uh, stepping out there and saying, "Hey, why don't you come over here and do it there?" So instead of being in my garage with a a glass of red wine surrounded by motorcycles. Uh, I'm here at WNDB in the studio, and with us in WNDB in the studio is Letitia Klein. So much more we want to talk to you about. First, let's move through some of the stuff quick because I want to hear about sure. the uh, Wild Gypsy Tour mm-hmm. uh, happening out at Sturgis. Can you give us a little history on that, a little background on what you're doing? Yeah, so first ever women's only event at the Buffalo Chip at Sturgis. Uh, 140 years ago, there wasn't a woman on the census for the Black Hills, which is cool, so we're bringing a lot. We also have a grand marshal that's a female this year, Jesse Coombs, which is also nice. very cool. It's a year for women in Sturgis, I think. So it's a women's festival, camping, motorcycling, get you know, racing, the concert. We're doing classes. Uh, it's kind of just really an all-inclusive type of thing, supporting women in the industry. Yeah, I was reading about it online. It's a really cool thing. It's Thanks. again at the Buffalo Chips, going to happen August fourth uh, through August seventh, I believe. Yep. At the seventy seventh uh, Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. How many of you are going? Are you going? Uh, questions I have for the audience, and they can't answer me right now. But you know what? In in future shows going forward, Dr. Phil and I have already talked about it. We want to hear from you because you know what? This show's always been steered by you, so we want you to be able to call into the show, tell us what you like, what you don't, what you'd like to hear more of or maybe less of, uh, whatever. We got you on a seven-second delay or something, so we can shut you down if you get out of hand. <laughs> but we would like to hear from you motorcyclists here in Daytona Beach. Um, more on the Wild Gypsy Tour can be found excuse me, at the wildgypsytour.com. You're invited to go there and take a look at it. More details are also available at buffalochip.com so you can find out all about the Wild Gypsy Tour, which I think is a neat women's concept. The website itself is pretty cool, but I know it's just the tip of what's really happening. Absolutely. We have so much. I mean, it's definitely a big event and a lot of undertaking. I didn't know exactly what I was getting into when I got it. I was, But it's been nothing but fun to try and plan an event. How like many this. of you are involved in the planning? Uh, there's about seven or eight of us. We have some volunteers that help out, but, uh, there's a girl that we're all over the U S which is kind of cool. We're doing activation in Denver and, uh, uh, Minneapolis, all these places that are kind of, uh, within riding distance for some people. Cause Sturgis is a hall. It's, you it know, is. to get out there and get to take off work. So we're just throwing these parties, uh, to kind of kick off the event and have a lot of people ride out with us and. So earlier I caught that you said I rode a Sportster last year, but now you're not on a Sportster. What are you going to be riding? And and we'll talk about when and where and what you're going to do, but what are you going to be riding this year? I just upgraded to a Lowrider S, a Dyna Lowrider S. I'm pretty excited about it, actually. The first day I got it, I, I got it in Tennessee, and I had to ride it. Uh, over 700 miles home. <laughs> wow. I just That's a jumped great on break in. Left. <laughs> was it brand new? Brand new. I had 16 miles and that was actually a hard break in because I was on the interstate and I was had to go so slow and people were, I felt so bad for all those truckers. They're probably like, this girl doesn't know what she's doing. She got that big old bike and she's going so slow. Well, you got to do what you got to do. Break in so important. You it know, is. my uncle used to believe you uh, break them in, you know, like you're going to ride them and he'd just pull, yeah. pull one and put the front tire back in the corner of the shop put two fans on it and hold it wide open until the pipes got red white really and um that nothing would ever outrun them really? they were the but they didn't hang it together too long it was kind of hard on them yeah but they were really fast so we'd take them out to the drag strip and my cousin had to lie about his age to do that and he won everything at about 12 <laughs> years old or something but anyway it's pretty cool 
Um, so the Dyna, that's the really cool. It's got two rubber mounts. It's mm -hmm. got twin rear shocks and a swing arm. Mm -hmm. I've always thought that was one of the best frames that they made for just riding. It just handles so well. Yeah, I mean, I think so too. I mean, the time that I, I mean, I've the little amount that of time that I've spent on it. I flew to California right after that, and so I just got back. But uh, has been nothing shy of amazing. The just the amount of torque and power that it has. It has everything that I really need me as well a, didn't they put the screaming eagle 110 motor in yeah. that bike this year yeah i want to get a stage four kit in it oh. i want to make it even more powerful it's never <laughs> enough for you is it it's never enough never enough she's got to have more power <laughs> give me more power well that's really neat what color it's black black that's, i think it's the only color that came out in it so what's your what's your goal what's your plan i mean i know you got some rides coming up what's the biggest right away well i got some racing coming up so i i race for harley factory for hooligan flat track series and our next race is june 22nd costa mesa speedway for born free and i ride to all my races it's kind of a personal goal that i have uh, i just want to show that you can ride a motorcycle and you can go race it too there's no harm in doing both and uh so I beat myself up to beat myself up, but I only have two day, two and a half days to do it. So I'm going to leave next week and I'm riding two and a half days out, 2,600 miles to California. I'm going to do two iron butts on the way, a burn burner gold, 1,500 miles in 24 hours. And then, uh, saddle sore a thousand miles in 24 hours well you absolutely have to do those kind to. of miles or you won't be there i know and, and i have to i have to get out there i have to finish building the second race bike because i get to bring other female uh riders in on my team which is something i wanted to do so you're going to be riding one of the bikes and you're going to have a second bike for another yeah that'll have a rotating rider different yes. riders at different rounds and stuff yeah so cool. then uh the one coming up is actually sarah price she's a motocross chick she also uh, races Baja. She's just very involved in the industry. Uh, and then I have X Games, and we're and we're I can't announce who I'm doing for that one yet, but um, it should be very cool. I've got a Sportster and a 750 that's been modified for flat track racing uh, to race. You got on. an XG 750, mm -hmm. the one I saw you on at Concrete Clash on the coast, right? Yeah, it's a good looking bike. I love that bike so much. Yeah, me too. I set it up so perfect. I'm awesome. so excited about it. Actually, I was trying to get my second bike to in order to race that. Uh, concrete clash on the coast then and uh, I just couldn't get it together I only had a few days to build that bike and I was panicking actually Sh Shelly Rossmeyer I was calling her to help me f f figure out parts during the busiest I was like time of the year for her and she right. was helping me out so nice I mean but it was just uh it was too much to try and race and uh and build a bike at the same time well the one thing about Rossmeyer's is it's all family out there yeah you know I mean a lot of Harley shops are first of all about every dealership that I have occasion to go in mm -hmm. they're they're all pretty well managed you know, I mean, yeah. you've got good people, but this one's unique. I mean, it is family all the way through. And, and even the people I work with and like James in the parts department and Adam and some of the guys in the shop, you know, really, I, I, I can't believe how personal treatment I get at Ross Myers. And yeah. I'm not kidding. I mean, it's been something I've told everybody for, for years. It's like, I'd never really been in a dealership where, first of all, they remember my name. Right. And, I, and there's no reason for them to, you know, they just <laughs> do. And they just treat you so well and, and have saved me some money on some stuff. Like, no, you yeah. don't need to do that. Do this. Yeah. Well, that's unique in this world. You know, it's yeah. really cool. It's loyalty. It's that's loyalty. Yeah. Um, service department second to none in my view. Um, Okay, so now you've got a race team. You're going to have an extra rider. Yeah. Uh, talk to us about your riding gear, because I got to know you're going to you're going to really be doing some serious touring. Yeah. Uh, twenty five, twenty six hundred miles, two and a half days. What's your go to gear? Oh, I got it dialed in. To be honest, I, I, that's very important to me. So I wear Bell helmet. I do a race star carbon race star because it's lightweight, cuts through the wind, quiet, great breathable. They they flow air like crazy. Oh yeah, it's perfect. I I love that. I wear a RSD Roland Sands jacket. It's 
legitimately beat up and I love it. The, it just gets cooler with time and sun and age. And um, I wear these at wild jeans. They're a Kevlar line, which gets a little warm, but I, I love being confident when I ride. So I don't care if I'm hot just as long as I feel safe. Uh, they're made by women. They're based out of California. They just look really cool. What's off the name the again? At Wild, A-T-W-Y-L-D. Uh, they look really cool off the bike. They're leather and Kevlar. And then I, to be, believe it or not, I wear these Harley Davidson boots. They're, uh, knee high boots that lace up. I, uh, I, I just be honest. I didn't expect too much when I first bought them. Cause I'm used to buying $700 pairs of boots with steel and all that. And I put it on to wear t- last year. And I did that 30,000 miles in tons of rain, flash floods, you name it. And they're still held up and together and they're awesome. So I, I just wear those and then I do RSD gloves and, uh, have, uh, Revit, rain suit that I wear and then I've got OGO waterproof bags that I use um, I also have little tricks and things that I've learned I call them moto hacks actually I do all these little little things to yeah. to uh, matter of fact I've seen some videos yeah. somewhere where was that where did I see I those? was posting them on my Instagram actually I moto would just hacks, yeah because yeah. when you're on the road you come up with these little tricks well, and I do. just wanted to share them with other people that's probably another show altogether we should do sometime yeah because there are so many things I do that I know are probably kind of weird to some people but you got to have what you got to have when you got to have it yeah and you can't have excess you really don't have room to take stuff you don't need so it's it's really a fun thing to get it narrowed down to those core essentials so Mm -hmm. you just put a rain suit on you don't wear waterproof gear you just put a rain suit on what about extreme cold like when that happens do you have electrics with you at all i don't that's actually what i'm lacking and i felt it last year too i was freezing on some of my rides harley davidson made by gerbing yes by the thermostat you're gonna love it if you've used it before i've tried it on i've not used it on any of my you will never leave home without it (laughs) even in the summer really yeah because if temperature drops we i'm florida already and like you and we get kind of thin blooded or whatever and if it gets below 60 i'm usually plugged in and 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 i'm not ashamed to say it it's great to be safe but to be warm is to be safe right cold rider is not necessarily the safest because your reaction time gets a little bit slow and Mm -hmm. stuff so it's pretty cool time is just clicking away way too fast but i know i I really really am having so much fun couldn't we do two hours right here right now really easy (laughs) let's do it yeah let's do it okay so good luck in your racing you know that's really exciting to me how can people keep up with Letitia Klein out there in the world gosh uh you can't keep up first I'm like I can't I can't even keep up with me (laughs) (laughs) no just I'm only kidding I that was that that sounded conceited I didn't mean that did a little bit I mean, I, you can follow me. I mean, my name is weird one. It's L E T I C I A C L I N E. And that's what I am on everything. It's my website. It's my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, and you know, you can just follow my journeys on there. I do a lot of stuff with Harley Davidson. I'm on, I do a lot of their live shows to introduce their new bikes. And, um, yeah, I got a lot of great things going on, uh, from racing to the gypsy tour, I've got a passion project. You know, my next goal is to buy my dad's bike back. Uh, he had a heritage soft tail. Um, so that's, that's the bike I want to own more than any bike in the world. And, uh, hopefully I'll have that by the end of the year and then I'll be traveling across country on that, getting stories from other people. I enjoy following you on social media because I, you know, all of us that travel and tour share this common love of the road and, I get to live a little vicariously through watching you tour and watching all the things that you're doing. And I have other people say that to me too. You know, like I really enjoy when you're traveling because we like to keep up. And my wife and I just, we just, we just have the best time on the road. It's just a thrill a minute, you know, just love it. Yeah. Okay. It's 30 seconds. Got to go. Thank you, Letitia Klein. (laughs) Thank Thank you, you, Hayden Gill. And mostly thanks to all of you for being a part of the show. This portion of the show was brought to you by Bell Helmets. I hate to end this show, but you know what? Next Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Be back. We'll be right here or subscribe on iTunes and you too.
uh, can listen to the show post-show. Tell your motorcycling friends to check us out here at WNDB Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. Been fun. Two great guests make for a great show. Got a whole bunch more lined up for you. You're not going to believe some of the people we're going to bring to the studio here at WNDB over the uh, coming year or so. 